Wait, isn't that is, isn't isn't that music gonna play first? Uh, no, it's not. Gonna, well, I you're didn't with do. me. <laughs> In the midst of nothingness and unknowing Follow the compass that my heart is showing My name is Kaylin Otto, and you are listening to Will Work for Food. Today's episode was actually done because, well, I have some exciting news to share with you, um, which I've already shared on the previous podcast episode. The timing of these are all weird because I had to record this episode so that I could put it in my book that I'm about to publish. So this episode was recorded a couple weeks before you're actually listening to it so that I could get that done. Um... But, like I said, I've published a book by now, hopefully, unless something went horribly wrong, which I hope that's not the case, and that maybe you actually have a copy of my travel guide in your hands. But yes, I published a travel guide on how to travel with little to no money, and I wanted it to come out around Christmas time so that you could give it as a gift. And if you didn't do that, you still have the opportunity um, to buy it. And learn how to travel like me, learn how I get around from place to place, learn how I work for food, how I find odd jobs, how I make connections, how I get to go on all these adventures and go to national parks and meet amazing people and do incredible things. It sounds like I'm bragging a little bit, and I definitely am, because when I look back on these experiences, wow, I am just really blown away that I have got to experience them and that just makes me want to cry. I'm just so happy that I can share this information with you so that you could start to do the same thing. Um, Because learning that I could do whatever I want, if I put my energy into it, my time into it, I set it up and I'm open to receive it, really has changed my life in other ways, not just relating to travel. Um, So make sure you check that out. And you can find the link on my Facebook page, on my Instagram, um, whatever social media accounts I have, and I will also put a link to it under this post. So yes, make sure you check that book out, support me, support yourself. Um, With this guide, you can make thousands of dollars and save thousands of dollars. So it is really definitely a good investment. And even if you're not traveling this way, um, consider giving it to someone who would like to learn how to do this, Or just getting it because I include a lot of my own experiences and adventures in it. So I, (laughs) at least, and I know others will too, think that that's really interesting to listen to. Um, So yeah, that's mainly my big announcement for today. Um, Just keep sending in your submissions for Wondering Friday. And I will keep posting them on my social media and sharing your travel stories which I love hearing. I think that people keep thinking that it's me in some of these pictures um, that I'm sharing on my Wandering Fridays that look similar to me, but it's not. These are all your stories. and your- So today I am sharing an interview with you from um, Taylor Lancaster, who walked across the United States. Um, Before I met Taylor, I had only met one person who had walked across the United States when I was in Hawaii. Um, I was staying with a person who lived with another person who knew this person, and I ended up working with them um, at some markets and getting to hear her story and all about her walk across the United States, which she did with her partner. Um, But that is not who we're talking to today. Um, We're talking to someone else who did it, and this is a very mechanical interview Um, We talk about different emotions and feelings and things like that, but I really wanted this episode, actually, so that I was able to put it in my book and so that I could learn more about what it's like to walk across the United States so that I could create a better guide for everyone and that if you are specifically looking to walk across the United States, um, 
or anywhere else that you would have some insiders. So it's still entertaining and cool to hear about, but it is also very step-by-step mechanical, sharing information with you if you are thinking about doing this as well. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. You can you can do your own remix of it if it makes you feel comfortable. No, that's all right. Are you laughing at my song? I am. Yeah. What? That's a really no. Good it's song. no. It's 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 a great song. I'm just laughing at the I'm laughing at the situation. Like it would be funny if it did play. Well, right before the interview started. You're right. That would be funny. Next time, I will do it next time. Okay. All right. Here we go. So thank you, Taylor, for letting me interview you. Um, Like we talked about, I'm writing a guide right now on how to travel with little to no money. And you do that all the time. And you do it very well. And you've done a couple things that I'd like to ask you about. But before we do that, can you just tell us your name and which pronouns that you use? Uh, Yeah, my name is Taylor Thompson Lancaster. I identify as he and, yeah, he, him, man, dude, bro. Uh, Even though I'm discovering that dude is not a uh, binary uh, reference anymore. It's like people are using it for male or female body people. Okay, all right. And, yeah. All right. Um, there's a few questions also that I'm going to ask to get to know you. And I just started these, so you get to be one of the first people who do them. But, like, you know, um, when you meet people who maybe are a little bit more spacey, or a little bit more out there, or just anyone, it could actually be anyone, and they change their names based on what they're feeling in the moment or what they're identifying with. Um, so if you had to do that right now, what would your name be? I guess I, I guess I just keep my name Taylor. Like okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty simple in that way. Yeah. I try not to like overthink things. Okay. Um yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Solid answer. Um yeah. if you had to choose a color right now to describe you, what color would it be? Teal. <laughs> teal. You were ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. I teal is definitely my favorite color. It's like a mixture of two of my favorite colors, blue and green. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I have, you know, some, depending on the the shade of teal, it can also have like a, a splash of yellow. So I'm, I, I'm also a big fan of yellow. Oh, um, okay. So teal is kind of a, a combination of those three colors. Okay. What does yellow yeah. feel like to you? I'm interested because to me it feels very like sunshiny and sunflowery, and that's why I like it. But I wonder if it's different for you. Yeah, and you know, it's yellow is kind of one of these colors that it exists in so many things that a lot of people, and including myself, that don't really like you don't really pay attention to it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But like yellow shows up on the shimmer of of leaves. It's just, it people often perceive it to be white, but if you like look at it really closely, mm-hmm. it can actually have shades of yellow. Um, I also think of like, I also think of like brassicas. So, uh, kale, collard greens, Brussels sprouts Ooh. have like that, like, like that little shade of yellow when you like crack open the crack open the stems. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think of, uh, I also think of like the pollen inside of California poppies, which are one of my favorite flowers, mm-hmm. um, and bees. Uh, yeah, so it's yellow is kind of one of these. I guess it's it, it can be like kind of a, a, a fun a fun happy color, but it, it can also be like kind of like intense yeah. and dark because if yeah, it's if sure. it's if it's in contrast to a darker color, mm-hmm. it can really pop, pop that darkness out. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I like those images. Those are nice to think about. Um, and, and, and bumblebees. Oh, my God, bumblebees are the best. Why do you and like bumblebees very, so much? And, and they're very, because they're just so clumsy. Like, they, they just, like, 
bombard themselves like into a flower and then they kind of just like buzz around for a little while they get covered in pollen and then they fly onto the next flower <laughs> plus they're fuzzy like little like little stuffed animals yeah they are fuzzy. and uh, yeah and you can I, I i don't think they like it but you can pet them like you can stroke their back and they won't mm-hmm. try to sting you really yeah did you find that out by doing that or did someone tell you Somebody told me, and then I did it, and I was really happy after it, even though it was scared. That sounds actually really scary. They don't try to fly away? They do, yeah. Oh, okay, they do. All right. But they're so clumsy that it takes them kind of a while to figure out what's happening. Oh, little babies. Total. Little Total. babies. Dang, they're going to be upset that I shared that on this podcast. So we're going to start doing it. Okay, so my next question for you is, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I, I like this question a lot. If you had to choose 15 seconds, give or take, of a song um, that really fits you well or that you resonate with well, what would it be? And if you want, you can even sing it for us. 15 seconds of a song. Yeah. Um... Jeez. Uh, I guess it, I guess it would have to be uh, "Teenage Riot" by uh, Sonic Youth. Okay. Um, and the seconds aren't lyrics; they're they're. It's just a riff. Okay. And I wouldn't and I wouldn't want to butcher it with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, okay, I'll put the link in the description so people can listen to it. But I don't think do, that you would yeah. butcher it if you, you know, gave us a little demonstration. And you know, it's it's one of the one of the amazing things that came out of the eighties and nineties was kind of this prog rock, uh, post punk, post um, kind of post. Um, oh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, kind of post all the all the all the music that was coming out of the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and they the riffs kind of bleed together a little bit and that's okay. kind of what i like so much about the music of the 80s and 90s so i really okay i'm not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> all right well i guess more on that later because we'll be looking that up on youtube but very cool um so after getting to know you just a little bit I wanted to talk to you a little bit about where you are now and what you're doing because I know that you're bike touring and I feel like explaining that to people will give them a little bit bigger of an insight as to who you are and what you like to do. I am currently I'm in Palm Springs, California. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right up against the San Jacinto Mountain Range, which is uh, a part of the uh, is a section of of mountains that the Pacific Crest Trail runs through. Okay. Um, and I am staying at a couple of friends' houses, uh, at a couple of friends' house. Mm-hmm. And I am currently riding my bike very slowly across the United States. Oh, nice. Are you yeah. trying to get from one side to the other? Is that a goal? You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like... Like I've done so many, like I've done so many like missions where like I go from point A to point B or I do like a big, a big loop trail, but this is more just kind of like, this is more just like the intention of how I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ride from on Friday morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to ride from, um, from Palm Springs to Phoenix, Arizona, where I'll spend a couple months working Okay, and then, uh, to, to save some money. And then I will ride i will do a couple of rides one across uh new mexico uh called the new mexico off-road runner mm-hmm. um and then another route which i haven't decided how i'm gonna how i'm gonna do it across texas okay into louisiana and up to and up to tennessee so oh wow it should, yeah it should be in tennessee by you know april or may mm-hmm. um, look really looking forward to that yeah Nice. So there's no really set deadline for everything. You're just doing it Mm -hmm. as it happens. Exactly, yeah. Very cool. 
How, so what we wanted to get into today is walking because you walked across the United States. But before we get into that, can you just explain to me um, how walking compares to biking compares to taking other modes of transportation? Yes, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I grew up driving a lot with my parents. Um, we spent, we spent a lot of time, uh, going on, going on surf trips and, and going up to Idlewild, um, which is this little mountain town at the top of the San Jacinto mountains Mm -hmm. um, in California. Um, so I spent a lot of time doing that and I never really felt like connected to the actual like traveling aspect of it. And then when I was 23, um, I started backpacking, um, around New Zealand, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I discovered that like, I wanted to, I wanted to figure out different ways of of traveling. And I, I kind of grew up going on backpacking trips as well. So, um, walking, yeah, so I, I decided to walk across America in 2015, and I had done some bike touring before, and I had done some backpacking, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but I really wanted to see if I could backpack my way across the United States, yeah. which, is a big, which is a big undertaking, um, but I wanted, to, I wanted to do it really intentionally and really slowly and get to know this country that, um, that I've that I, that I, that I, I've grown up in mm-hmm. and I really wanted to see how I could have a different perspective based on walking 2,700 miles as opposed to just riding my bike. Yeah. And as a, compa- as a comparison, walking is really hard. Is it? <laughs> it's really, it's really hard. Yeah. I mean, walking day in, day out for, for eight months definitely took its toll. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if I had walked, you know, if I had walked, Almost every day, I probably would have done it in a in a, in a much shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. But um, walking was uh, I walked. I probably walked for like you know two or three weeks on, and then a couple weeks off. Okay. Um, thanks to the generous donations of people I met al- along the way, they would let me stay for mm-hmm. for various lengths of time, um, and really just enjoyed. Um, Really, just I try to enjoy the walking yeah. as much as possible. So now that I'm biking, biking is like so much more fun. <laughs> it's like like I like walking. The hardest day was walking 37 miles. Oh my gosh! It was yeah, it was a lot. Um, but I can bike 60 or 70 miles and yeah. not just be destroyed after it. Right. Um, yeah, and I guess the the cool thing about biking is like it's the happy medium between walking and driving a car, right? Because the the thing that I found challenging about going into like these going into cities for a couple of weeks was I really didn't have like a mode of transportation, so I ended up just walking a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a bike, you can like you can ride to that place yeah. and then drop your stuff off and then go explore without having to use fossil fuels oh yeah yeah. that's so much better like when I was just traveling and like backpacking around not walking just traveling with my backpack when I would Mm -hmm. get to people's houses I didn't have my bike with me and I was like oh man now I have to walk or do something else so it's definitely nice to have a bike with you exactly yeah plus the the community like there's not like a big walking community there there have only been like six or seven hundred people that have walked across the u.s mm-hmm. um and so it wasn't like when i got to like albuquerque for example yeah when i got to albuquerque it wasn't like oh cool i'm gonna meet all these you know great other other people that are into into walking right no it was me so <laughs> Like I'm on my way to Phoenix right now, and I've already connected with a bunch of people through Instagram and Facebook who are like, "Oh yeah, let's go on this, let's go on this bike ride together because you you'll have your bike with you." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah that sounds great." Right. So, and no one's like, more... "Hey, let's do this walk together." Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. 
I was wondering this when I was thinking about the questions I wanted to make for this interview, because I feel like when I reflect on some of the things I've done when I was younger, I had no idea that I would be doing any of this and, um, or like living this sort of lifestyle just because of how I grew up or outside influences. So I was wondering if you felt the same way, like when you were a child, um, or in high school or anything like that, did you imagine yourself like walking across the United States or bike touring around or any of that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was such a weird kid that alternative, alternative lifestyles were kind of always interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently I, I don't remember this, but apparently when I was like five or six years old, I just filled up a backpack and told my little brother who was four or three yeah. that I was leaving <laughs> and I just like walked out the door <laughs> and my dad nice. came and found me and said you know are you ready to come home and I'm like okay and I had like walked like two blocks but like that this like traveling spirit has kind of always been a part of me <laughs> nice Aww. yeah um, so that's no surprise there yeah and I guess I guess the other thing is like I don't yeah, I, I, I grew up being so different that um, creating some type of normal life was just never really that interesting to me. So yeah. I was always like looking for like different ways to, to live. And, right. Yeah. And it brought you here today. And it brought me here today, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, one question that I had for you was... How did this, I know that you said you wanted to live intentionally and things like that, but how did this plan of walking across the United States actually formulate? Um, like, did you say, hey, I want to get to this certain place, um, so I'm just going to start heading in that direction, or did you want to raise awareness for something? How exactly did that beginning come together? Yeah, so uh, it's funny, I, I actually was meditating one morning and I realized that it's something that I wanted to do, and so I... I took out a little piece of paper and I wrote on it all the things that I wanted to do mm -hmm. while walking across America, like living intentionally and um, being as kind as possible, being as friendly as possible mm -hmm. um, and walking with, with intention. And I put it in a little box and put it, put it on my, put it on my altar. Mm -hmm. And then I, I just start, I, I didn't really talk about it a whole lot um, except with some like really close friends. And one of my buddies, uh, came uh, I was living in Santa Barbara at the time okay. and um, one of my buddies uh, came moved back to Santa Barbara and said hey you know what's going on how are you and I said I'm really good I'm, I'm about to do something that I'm really excited about and he goes what are you doing and I said well I'm going to sell my car for 1500 bucks and I'm going to walk across the United States and he goes you are not and I said yeah <laughs> and he goes do you want sponsorship? And I said, yeah. And it's a long story, but he, uh, he worked for a company that, uh, wanted to promote, um, the non GMO, uh, yeah. the GMO labeling initiative. Mm -hmm. And he got me all the funding and gear that I needed for the entire walk. And they funded the entire walk. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Did you have any idea that he had that connection or did it just no. kind of come out of nowhere? It just, it just came out of nowhere. Oh, that's so nice how things work. Yeah. That is so, very cool. Yeah. Now I, and, and, and it's a long story, but there, I, I kind of filmed myself along the way. And there was a director that came and met me, met me in different spots. Mm -hmm. And there's a documentary that's, that should be coming out by early next year. Oh, my gosh. So it'll be all the footage that you took of yourself? Uh-huh. And, and, some, and, and some footage of me of me some footage of him filming me, um, and then uh, some interviews with some uh, professional people in the GMO world. Oh, nice. I actually, yeah. I saw your video online about that. Um, where is it going to be at? Is it for people to find it when it does come out? Well, the best way to, the best way to uh, find out about it would be to follow my Instagram page, which mm -hmm. is uh, Tender Living. Okay. Um, at Instagram, um, <laughs> and I and 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 I'll make uh, I I will obviously make a post when when it's released. Yeah. We're hopefully going to be getting it into some film festivals, 
um, like Santa Barbara Film Festival, Palm Springs Film Festival, and a couple other places that I walked through um, in mm-hmm. 2015. And eventually it'll be on, uh, it'll be able to be streamed on Hulu and, and Netflix and stuff like that. Nice. You're going to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. Wow. I'm really yeah. excited for you. That's pretty neat. Um, Thanks. Yeah. So what gear did they hook you up with? Like, I want to go through some technical things since I want to add parts of this into my guide that I'm writing because I do not know anything about walking across the United States. What, like, specific items did they help you get that you needed to walk across the country? And what items did you have to come up with to start to do this? Well, I mean, I had a couple things already. Like, I had... Actually, I didn't have that much. <laughs> um, they they helped me out with a with a backpacking backpack, um, waterproof bags, uh, a stove, a sleeping pad, mm-hmm. uh, a cart. Did I already say cart? You didn't say that. Uh, so they got me a, a jogging stroller. Okay. Uh, like like you see, you know, uh, people pushing their kids in. Yeah ended up pushing I, I went through about three of them walking across America wow. before we got like one that was like really just bomb proof yeah um uh socks underwear long underwear jacket hats mm-hmm. um board shorts uh yeah tent tent everything everything that I needed and if anything broke down they would say, okay, where are you at? We'll send it to you. That's so, so nice. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. Did you end up walking with your backpack yeah. on you, or did you just put it in the stroller? Yeah, I, I eventually I just put it in the stroller. Because originally <laughs> originally what I what I had as a cart was just a regular, like, uh, a hand dolly with these tiny wheels. <laughs> but I started, well, I, I realized that it was not going to it was not going to, uh, suit my needs. Yeah. Um, when I was walking through sand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so they got me, a, they got me a bigger cart for sure. Okay. Nice. That is so yeah. cool that you had them as a sponsor. Um, so there's not like a particular walking cart that people would get. It's more like, no. I mean, stroller. I've heard of some crazy people like, um, uh, getting, getting welders to make them their own special carts. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's this guy who's an amazing human being. His name is Steve Fugit. He's been walking around the United States for 15 plus years. Mm-hmm. And he walks with a, a cart that is attached to a, a backpacking strap mm-hmm. that he pulls behind him. Oh, and he's, yeah. he's, yeah, he, he promotes the message of love life and that's all he does. And he, he just walks around everywhere. He, he just walks around, yeah. Whoa, okay. I'll have to look him up and see if I can find links to drop in the bio for people. Yeah, and he's an, he's an incredibly um, approachable person, so if you wanted to do an interview with him, I'm sure he would be happy to. Oh, that's very cool. Have you yeah. met him before? I have never met him, but I, I kind of hope to. One yeah. day, just hopefully, like out in the middle of nowhere, just see him walking that would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe then you would find someone to walk with. You would find your walking community. True, true. Although I'm, I'm really like I'm like on it with the bike. Like I love okay. the biking. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna stick to biking for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um. So, what do you have to do to prepare to walk across the country? Like mentally, emotionally, physically. All that, all that. Good I mean, there was there was this great book that I read right before the walk called "A Walk Across America" by Peter Jenkins. Okay, a really, be- a really beautiful book. He walked he walked from like I think Vermont down to Mississippi. I think okay in like in the nineteen seventies, um, and he wrote this book, and he you know had this all this training where he like put in all this time and he would like wake up early in the morning and run, um, and go for, go for like these long runs to like train and like test it, like put his body to like the limits. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk. So like, 
the first week of the walk was pretty intense. Yeah. I think the second day that I was walking, my legs like just turned into absolute. Like I, I was walking like the Tin Man. Yeah. I think I walked the first day. I walked like 16 miles, and the second day I only walked eight, and I just collapsed. Oh. Um, yeah. But after that, it got. I, I steadily got uh, more and more more and more strong mm-hmm. and then uh and then by like by the time that I got to Palm Springs I was I was I was ready I was ready to go you're good to go yeah would you recommend that people should train for it or yes oh okay train <laughs> definitely I mean unless you're unless you're like kind of fit already for that kind of stuff yeah like I like I I have been primarily biking for years and you know i'm a regular backpacker mm-hmm. regular hiker you know i've been practicing yoga for three years at that point so i was like i was really i was somewhat fit mm-hmm. i wouldn't suggest you know but you know everybody's different you know you yeah. just got to listen to what you what your body needs as opposed to what somebody's telling you but yeah training yeah. definitely helps okay yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I was thinking, like, when I biked toward for the first time, I didn't really train at all. And then I died for the first week. Yeah. And I imagine the same thing with you walking. Um, right. But what's it like when you literally start, when you're, like, walking out the door and you're like, I'm going to walk right now across the United States? What does that feel like? Or how do you start? I mean, basically, I would just wake up, do my do my normal routine, and then... Just say, all right, go. let's go, and, and then I would just start. I would just start walking. What were you thinking though the first time that you did it? Like the first time you left to start your walking trip. I mean, it was it was so, like it was so clearly what I wanted to do mm-hmm. that I it didn't even like come up into my mind that like that I I shouldn't be doing it. Ooh. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't freak out yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, I think it, I don't think I freaked out until I got to like the edge of Indio right before. So Indio is kind of, it's kind of like one of the last major cities mm-hmm. or towns before you get to Phoenix. Okay. So it was, and there's like a tiny town in between called Blight, um, where you can get, you know, food and stuff like that. But like, that was basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I really, but that's when I realized, like, I, I had walked, I think, a couple hundred miles at that point, And yeah. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> real now. You're doing I'm, it at yeah. that point. So. Um, when you were walking, did you use, like, a map or a GPS or anything like that? How did yeah, you so I used, I used Google Maps most of the way. Nice. On um, your iPhone? I would, on my iPhone, I would not recommend that. <laughs> okay. Although I still, I still do that. Um. There's a bunch of other apps like like I could have used Gaia uh, GPS, which is a which is an app that a lot of backpackers use, or the Gut Hooks app to to map out their routes in on backpacking trails. Okay. Um, but I was so but I had I had a cart that I was pushing, so I was pretty bound to roads that were that were that were somewhat that were somewhat flat. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I, I ended up getting lost a lot, a lot, a lot until I got to like. Old Route 66 in Albuquerque, and then I followed that pretty much the yeah. whole way to Oklahoma City. Okay. Was yeah. it upsetting getting lost? Not really. I mean, it was. Fr- I mean, it was. It was a little frustrating, but like usually, I just took the frustration as an opportunity to like just stop and like have some sugar and mm-hmm. drink some water, and then realize like, wow, I'm, I'm not in any rush. Yeah. I'm not on any kind of time frame. Right. Ooh, very yeah. nice. There's no need to. And that's usually where frustrated. Like, I need to get this done now. It yeah. It needs to happen right now. It's like, no, it really doesn't. Yeah, that is where a lot of frustration so. comes from. Um, so I'd imagine that when you're walking, it's a lot like when you're biking, like you're staying with other people um, and you're sharing food and you're just sleeping in a tent. Am I correct in thinking that? Sorry, you cut out for a second. What oh. was that? Am I like correct in assuming that when you're walking across the United States, it's a lot like when you bike across the United States? Like 
you're staying with people in their homes, you're staying in your tent, um, you're doing odd right. jobs if you feel like it or whatever. Is it pretty similar? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the biking, well, so, so I didn't have to work. That was kind of the benefit of, right. of getting sponsorship for the, for the walk. Um, but with biking, it's a little more like, yeah, I, I find ways to be of service to people that are helping me out and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it ends up being a little bit, a little bit slower. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it was a great experience. Mm, very nice. Okay. Yeah. Those, those seem very similar. Um, how, this is very technical, but how many miles did you usually walk a day? I've heard you say a couple different things, but was there an average that you usually did? Yeah. I mean, I usually averaged about 25, 26 miles a day. Mm-hmm. And I would usually walk like five or six days in a row, and then I would take a couple of days off. Okay. Um, just so I wasn't like putting myself to the ground zone every single day. Yeah. Because that would have been crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a lot. And did you? Plus, oh, go ahead. Plus, um, like my like the more breaks that I took, the more my muscles would recover and get stronger, so I, that I could oh, yeah. walk longer distances without feeling fatigue yeah okay that makes sense um did you have like a lot of rest time when you stayed at people's houses would you stay for over a week and hang out or what was that usually like uh did I have a lot of what rest time at people's houses? oh definitely yeah like like I remember the one of the longest stretches of walking that I did was it was a couple of weeks um, without stopping, I just got in a, in a mode and, um, my friends, uh, Kat and Michael, who at the time, uh, lived with their, um, with their four kids in Amarillo, Texas. They, uh, they, they told me that I could come and stay with them. Um, their friend, my, uh, their cat's, uh, cat's cousin, Will is one of my best friends. And so he linked us up Okay. and I, I remember, meeting up with them they picked me up and drove me to their <laughs> drove me to their house and i took a shower and ate some food and they just looked at me and they were like you look so tired why don't you just like go to bed <laughs> yeah and i went to bed and i remember waking up and they were like wow you've been asleep for a while and i was like how long was i asleep and they said you've been asleep for like almost two days. Oh my gosh. It's like, I, I just like passed out. Wow. You yeah. really needed some rest then. It, apparently I had gotten up once or twice to like use the bathroom and like grab some food, but I don't remember it. Oh like, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. But did you have your own just... room or were you sleeping on their couch or something? Yeah. They gave me, they gave me, they gave me a guest room and okay. they were like, kids leave this guy alone. <laughs> <laughs> kids are like there's someone in a coma in our back room totally oh my gosh that's wow that's kind of funny um so you had to take time to recover and you stayed with different people but how did you map out where you were going to go next like how did you find your route in the first place uh i mean i i had generally i i had a general map uh sussed out before I left. Mm-hmm. Um, originally I was going to walk from Santa Monica to New York city. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my sponsorship team, um, encouraged me to walk to Washington DC. That way I could meet with, um, policymakers and, uh, Congress, Congress people yeah. at the end of the walk. Um, so I ended up, I, from from Oklahoma, I was actually going to start heading northeast up into up into uh, up into New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but from Oklahoma, I just, so I walked from Santa Monica to Phoenix around the Tonto National Forest, and then up to Albuquerque, over to Amarillo, Texas, on the Panhandle, Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. Little Rock, Arkansas. Memphis, Tennessee, Nashville, Knoxville, D.C. Okay. 
And yeah. was most of this on main roads, like on the side of main roads, or what? Was yeah, it? mostly on main roads. Okay. Yeah. Is th- I'm assuming, is that what people usually do when they walk? No, I mean, Just everybody kind of has a different a different way of doing it. Some people take years to do it. I met a guy who walked across America over the course of two years. Oh, wow. Um, and he was walking with a backpack. He had a, His gear was, like, super lightweight, Yeah. and he was living very minimally. So. Ooh, ooh, that sounds yeah. really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, how did you mentally like pass your time, or what were you thinking about when you were actually walking so many miles a day? What was that headspace like? I mean, I didn't think a whole lot. That was yeah. kind of the benefit of it. Like i I was just, I was just walking, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you know that that Forrest Gump thing. It's like. I just felt like walking, and so I just walked. Yeah, like I'd listen, I'd like listen to music and podcasts, but I was like, "This is just what I want to be doing." Mm-hmm. And yeah, I spent on the downtime. My mind would kind of go haywire. Yeah, like I'd be sitting out in the middle of nowhere, um, no cars, no people. Yeah, and it's just pitch black. And I'm like, I'm already in like Arkansas or something. And yeah. I'm just sitting up there and I'm like, wow, this is very real. There's, yeah. no, there's no escaping. Right, like you're actually there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, most people don't experience that in their day-to-day yeah. lives. Um, but what were some of, that doesn't necessarily sound like a challenge to me or anything, but what were some of the challenges that you experienced during this walk? I mean, I almost died a couple times. Oh, no big deal. <laughs> almost died. Um, I got stuck in a sleet rainstorm, freezing ice, like rain that freezes mm-hmm. but doesn't turn into snow. And my uh, my rain gear pooped out. Oh my um, I started getting frostbite ah. um, kind of all over my body. Yeah. Um, luckily, I... Uh, I made it to a P.O. box um, office, and it was a Sunday, so they were closed. So I just started stripping off all my clothes and getting into some dry clothes, and Mm -hmm. somebody just poked their head in the door and said, what the hell are you doing out here? Yeah. And um, I made it to a motel room that night, and I they they helped me out, and and I made it to a motel room that night, and... Uh, I spent like, I don't know, maybe two hours in the hot shower before I could like felt warm enough to get out. Oh my God. Uh, And then I just passed out in bed and woke up the next morning and it was like blue skies outside. (laughs) Like it never even happened. (laughs) Yep. Um, I had heat stroke once Mm -hmm. in Tennessee. I real, I, 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 or no, is it Tennessee or Arkansas? I think it might have been Arkansas. I hadn't learned um, that during the middle of the day, like like the kind of the 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 uh, the person that sorry, um, I hadn't learned that heat stroke is a very real thing, mm-hmm. um, and why why most people in the South like, don't work from like noon until four. Yeah. Um, if they're work, if they're working outside, so. I was walking in the middle of the day, just like dumping sweat, and I didn't realize that I was like losing all of my electrolytes. Yeah. And so I passed out on the side of the road, um, and came to near a gas station. I was walking to the gas station. I probably had like another sixty-four ounce big gulp cups. I filled those with Coca-Cola and just like drank to my heart's content to get that sugar yeah. back in my body. I was totally depleted. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever have to go get medical help, or were you just, like, taking care of yourself as these things happened? No, I never I never did. I never did. Okay. Um, yeah. And I don't know, did, did you move your phone a little bit? You got a little fuzzier, like your voice. Can you, can you hear me better now? Yeah, I can. Okay. Okay, thank you. I was just yeah. making sure, so it didn't sound completely different. Um, yeah. But I could still hear you, so it's okay. 
So were there other parts that were super challenging besides almost dying <laughs> a couple times? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. at that point um, that we were trying to sustain while I was walking, which was just a horrible idea. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was really challenging. Um, a couple of times I had some pretty uh, gnarly experiences walking on, the, walking on roads that didn't have a shoulder. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the thing about biking, walking, traveling by any other means and motorized transportation you have to deal with. Yeah. Um, so in those kind of situations, I would usually just get a ride to like a stretch of highway that was safer to walk on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, no, not really. Nice. So did you just hitchhike it, to get to where you wanted to go? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or I'd take a bus. Ah, uh, or a bus. Did you just put your cart on the bottom of the bus? Yep. Uh, a lot of uh, I, I I like had the bag. Yeah. Have bus drivers to like give me to like let me put the cart in. Yeah. So like this is, like we're not sanctioned but we can put bicycles in and we can put uh, luggage in but we're not allowed to put uh, all your gear on the bus. So, like, I had to, I really had to plead pretty hard. Like, please, I'm walking across the United States. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, sorry, I got distracted for a second. I'm going to yawn because you're yawning. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Can you move your mic one more time? I don't know why. It seems like. Let's see. Is oh, that, is that better? That's perfect. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you again. Um, mm, what were some benefit, benefits, benefits that you felt like you experienced from walking across the country? I know there's probably a ton of them, but what are some of your favorites? Oh, man. Uh, walking through New Mexico was definitely, like, the most awe-inspiring. Just the, the sky is huge, and there's these beautiful mountain ranges, and... Um, you know, the odd animal that would run by, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of the desert mm-hmm. when it's not summertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and God, there were, there were just some mornings where I just start walking and I would just be crying in gratitude. I was so grateful for being able to do that. Um, mm-hmm the kindness of strangers was like amazing. I remember this one time it was, I, I, I took a squat underneath a, a tree in Oklahoma, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was hot and this lady pulls over and she goes, Oh my God, are you hungry? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I got some peanut butter and jelly and Dr. Pepper. You want some? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, here you go. Have a good day. Like, yes. Oh my God. This is great. Yeah. So I ate that peanut butter and jelly and drank that soda so fast. Um, yeah. I mean, and I mean, honestly, like I have a lot of friends now from people that I met on the walk that, right. I talk to on a semi-regular basis that are, I'm going to go and see a bunch of them, um, as I, as I make my way east, um, that now I've got, you know, now I've got lifelong friendships from this thing. Right. Um, yeah, it's really cool. That is, that is really cool. Ah, some of that travel magic. Travel magic, yeah. And there was this one day that I walked I was walking in Virginia. I think it was like the, like, I think I might've had like four or five days left of the walk. Mm-hmm. And I found this old country road that I was walking on. It was like 60, no, couldn't have been that long. It might've been like 20 miles long. Mm-hmm. And I walked on it almost all day. And there was, there were no, there were no cars. Mm-hmm. There were like these little farmhouses and dogs and cats running around and the, you know, hearing all kinds of birds and I just felt like, wow, this is really what I want to be doing with my time. Just spending time in nature like this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds so nice. That's a lot of space. 
but also like seeing seeing bikers that were riding their bikes across the US yeah. was really cool. It made me realize, like, it made me really jealous that I hadn't decided to ride my bike instead. <laughs> but it made me, it made me realize, like, wow, this is like I can continue this walk on a bicycle when this is all said and done, which so, you are doing right now. Which I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, that's very awesome. Yeah. Are there any other stories that that's very awesome? That's a weird phrase. Um, are there any other stories like that you want to share that? you like thinking about or you think would be helpful for other people? Hmm. Yeah, I guess, uh, let's see. There was this cafe. So I was really craving anything besides like diner food on the walk. Um, (laughs) there was this, there were all these signs that said, Indian food truck stop, 10 miles. Mm -hmm. Indian food truck stop, four miles away. Indian food truck stop, next exit. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And then there was a big sign that said, Indian style buffet, ready for you to eat. And And I walk into this truck stop and it's all these Indian and Pakistani people that, um, that owned it and they I said I'm here for the buffet and they said oh it'll be ready in one hour no they brought out all these trays of dal and tikka masala and naan and I just went nuts it was so freaking good I think it was like $4.99 for a plate wow yeah wow so Um, that was a magical moment it was a it was a magical moment especially because it 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 was, I had arrived there like maybe two or three days after, um, the massive earthquakes in Nepal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that were, a lot of the people that were there, I had, I was talking to them and they were like, yeah, I have friends and family that live in Nepal and are affected by, um, the earthquakes. Um, so having that experience was so, was so, um, engaging for me. Cause like I didn't spend a lot of time on the walk talking to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, they pretty much just think I'm, I'm nuts yeah. like walking out there by myself, but having experiences like that were, were beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then just having, you know, people pull over on the side of the road and just saying, Hey, do you need a place to stay? I live in the town, like right up the road. Yeah. You know, you're more than welcome to come and crash and use the shower and stuff. So would you do that sometimes? Oh yeah, I did a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's fun. I, I really like yeah. that about traveling. It's one of my favorite things. Absolutely. Um, what was your, we're getting to the end of the questions about the walk, but what is your life like afterwards? Like, in what ways did it change? In what ways was it the same? How was your experience different after that? Yeah, I mean, when I finished the walk, people, I, 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 people kind of treated me like I was walking on water a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I was kind of like that other and, and not to definitely not in a way that I think that I'm better than anybody, but it definitely left me with like a feeling of feeling very removed Mm -hmm. from normal everyday living. Mm -hmm. Um, really kind of like put a different perspective in my head so that I could like, I didn't talk a whole lot. Um, people would want to have like these long conversations with me and I would just like say two words and then they would ask another question, another question. I would say another couple words. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty quiet. Um, afterwards, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And this just general sense of like ease. I have just this general sense of ease, like all the time now. I mean, mainly that's because I have a daily meditation practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I didn't really feel like I needed to like, I don't feel like I have to be anything anymore. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I have to like strive so hard to like become something mm-hmm. I just am the way that I am. And that's enough. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> so thank you. That's really, that's really good stuff to share. Yeah, I mean, and, and so, like, from that perspective of, like, being enough, like, 
you can do anything with that. Like you can be anyone you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because that's what I'm working on right now. Like feeling like I'm enough. And we actually yeah. had, um, a friend over last night and we did an energy healing session and worked with tarot cards and stuff. And that was something that came up for me that like slapped me in the face. So it's really, it's good timing that you mentioned that because that's like a big question that I'm asking right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's helpful to hear. Um, what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about walking across the United States or is considering it? Um, what would you say to them <laughs> through your experiences? Do it. <laughs> do it. Just go do it. I mean, there's all these like logistical stuff that is pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. Um, if you have any experience backpacking, that's generally what you need to bring. Right. Tent, sleeping bag, a few clothes. Um, there's two different ways you can do it. You can either do it with a cart or a backpack. There's benefits and disadvantages to both. Mm -hmm. Um, if I were to do it again, I would definitely do it with a backpack. Makes me, it would make my traveling so much more versatile. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't just throw the cart over a fence. Right. I couldn't just take off and go off on some uncharted path. Right. Um, yeah, do it. If you really want to do it, go and do it. Okay. It's not as it's not as hard as, as people make it out to be. I mean, if if you didn't have a budget, you could definitely do like if you didn't have any money, you could definitely do it like working your way across. I know I know a couple of people that have done that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, my experience of it was like I got I got everything paid for, so I got to stay in lots of motel rooms and yeah. eat at restaurants and stuff like that. So. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was, cool. it was cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing about that. Um, I think that'll be really helpful in just people knowing that there's another way to travel and another way to do things that they don't right. often think about. Um, so I just had a few more questions for you, and they're just basically more about your lifestyle in general um, because we have very similar lifestyles. And I really like sharing that with people. Um, and there's a lot of things that you do that people don't traditionally do in their everyday life. Like, you know, walking across the United States, riding your bike around, um, and different things like that. And another thing that you do also is that you live vegan. And I like to throw that in these podcasts almost every time or as often as I can because it's something that's really important to me. Um, so could you just tell us how that, like, not even why you went vegan, but why that, how that plays into your lifestyle and everything that you're doing? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of reasons that people kind of throw out that are just kind of, kind of pat answers. Like I do it for the animals. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, I do it for, um, that they do it for um, the environment and they do it for, you know, their own health and stuff like that. But really, like, my veganism definitely didn't come as a result, come from, from that. I, I spent a lot of time, I've spent a lot of time meditating on loving kindness mm -hmm. um, and compassion. Um, and I actually looked at, looked up the word uh, grateful um, and gratitude is, um, as, as a noun is an expression of kindness. Mm -hmm. um, the word gratis means to be free. Mm -hmm. So I really started dissecting these words and this, uh, this meditation practice that I had. And there's this one phrase in a, in a chant that I do. It's the loving kindness sutra. Mm -hmm. And there's this one phrase that goes, um, it goes, even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child, so should one with a boundless heart be uh, giving to all living beings. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how can I do that and eat animals, yeah. pay companies to like um, put animals in a compromising situation and then claim that I am, am a loving kindness practitioner. And I just, I just couldn't. Right. Um, so I, I, I was meditating one day and I just was like, I'm, I'm just done eating, done eating animals. I just can't do it anymore. And, 
it's made my life so much simpler. Like, oh my God, I barely spend any money on food. Yeah. I mean, occasionally I'll go to like, a, like there's a, there's a, uh, there's a restaurant in Palm Springs called Native Foods Cafe. Oh, wow. And I've everything heard of that. that, yeah, everything there is vegan. It's great stuff and, it's, and it's, it's expensive food, but most of the time I eat, I eat dried oats um, that I soak in water and chia, chia seeds and hemp seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, dried fruit. I eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly, bananas, apples, and I I eat these like packages, like these these packages of food, like Indian food packets. Mm-hmm. And people are like, don't you get bored with the same food? And I'm like, well, yeah, but like I'm living I'm living the way that I am, um, and it really like living the way that I am is, is its own reward. If, if yeah. I have to eat oats in order to live the way that I do, that's, that's fine. I'll just yeah. be bored eating oats. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yep. I feel exactly the same way. Plus, Especially with I mean, I'm a, I'm a vegan that is all about dumpster diving and you can find a lot of stuff in the dumpsters for free. Yeah. Um, fresh fruit and vegetables and, you know, Packaged tofurkey dogs and all that kind oh of stuff. Gosh. I find it all the time. I have not found anything like that before, but I haven't made dumpster diving a regular practice, so that's exciting yeah. to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so my basically last question for you is the biggest and most annoying question of all um, <laughs> that people ask people, but. Why do you travel? Why do you, like, live your life like this? Because I am a traveler. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've always been a traveler. And it's just something that's a part of me. Yeah. And I just, like, there's nothing more, there's nothing that I enjoy more than traveling. It just, it just it feeds me in a way that like, I can't, ex- like you can't explain it. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like I have friends that like really want to have babies and want to have kids and mm-hmm. I've never wanted kids like never. Mm-hmm. And I have no, in- like I have no interest in, in procreating. Yeah. Um, and for them, it's like, it's like, like they, they, they feel that they absolutely have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I have my, my own issues with that, but, you know, that's something that is very true for them. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't tell them that that's not true for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, traveling is just, it's something that's so deep and a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no explaining it. I know. It's really hard to explain. <laughs> I feel the same way, so I was wondering if you could explain it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, there are... Um, there are some writers that I could recommend that can explain traveling really well. There's a there's an author, uh, a poet by the name of David White. Okay. Um, he wrote an amazing book of poetry called Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, and in there, there are, there. I mean, the whole book is amazing, but there's a there are a couple poems in there that you know just stand out. Like that's like the perfect description of why traveling is important. Yeah. But even then, it's not it's nondescript. It's not right. Travelers, in their essence, are very elusive people, mm-hmm. even to themselves. So I think that trying to explain something as elusive as as living nomadically and, and living a, a traveling lifestyle is, we kind of do it a disservice. Yeah, it does for sure. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm still doing it, still asking right. it. But yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, and, and and it's important to ask yourself that question. Right. But you know, it's 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 a, it's also important to like let that question just be as it is without like trying to force an answer. Mm-hmm. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for trying to put it in words. Um, yeah. And explaining that, I think you did a really good job. But Thanks. yes, thank you for letting me pick your brain and get all of this information and different stories and share another um, person with a nomadic spirit with everyone because um, I think it's, it's really helpful for the whole world and 
yeah, that's basically it. Was there anything else that you wanted to say or were there any links where we can, I know you have, we have your Instagram, but is there any other links where we can find out about you and what you're up to? Yeah, I mean, you can follow me, uh, my Facebook page, um, Taylor Thompson Lancaster mm-hmm. on Facebook. Um, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's how it I don't know. I don't have anything else. All right. Well, thank you so much. And hopefully we'll talk to you in the future about your other adventures. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Keep on going, follow